and horrifying news story. But I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
Greg, Greg, what's up, man? What's up, Dave? How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. Doing did well. Have, did you have a nice vacation? Yeah, you know, it's nice to be away for a little while and be back again. Yeah. Look, Memorial Memorial Day weekend. Um, you know, we always we always take off on the on the holidays. Um, but that that was special because that was my birthday weekend and we had, you know, some yeah. big, big parties and big plans and things like that. Um, and then the following week, you know, it was kind of our I guess our annual vacation uh, that we yeah. we do at the be beginning of summer. Just be and and look, it it came <clears throat> true because now you know on the East Coast everything is fully open. The city of Philadelphia um, has like just opened the doors and opened the floodgates. Yeah. So, so Braden, good to see you too, buddy. Good to see you, Braden. Welcome, welcome. So yeah, they opened. Hey, up Braden the was uh, Braden was texting me on Instagram saying, "Where are you guys at, man? I need y'all to get back." You know, I Braden, um, Vince, Andrew, you know, our regulars were hitting me to say, what, what are you guys doing? Yeah. So, yeah. Especially Vince, 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 Vince personally called me. Hey, you guys doing the podcast? I'm like, oh, what are you? <laughs> like a reminder. <laughs> right. Right. Speaking said, of I, Andrew, look at there. What's up, buddy? Good to see hey, you, man. Andrew. Good to see you, my buddy. Um, but yeah, things are back. They rang the bell June 11th. And once they rang the bell, you know, I, I guess it's an East Coast thing or a Northeast thing everybody procrastinated to the last minute. I guess they didn't believe that things were going to open the way they did. And I just got a massive amount of calls, just yeah. calls, 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 calls. And really all about, you know, the nightlife um, and the bands and the tech work and <clears> things <throat> like that. So I secured myself really, I secured myself for the next, you know, year, at least um, weekend work. Great. You know, in, yeah. if I don't have anything personally, you know, I, I can just work downtown and do my thing and have a great time and be part of a really cool vibe. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I was talking to you earlier today and, and you know, mentioned <clears throat> that I was talking to some of my buddies that are uh, up in the Northeast where you guys are. And I think that uh, I think like when those floodgates opened up, man, everybody was just ready to roll. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, the buddy Luke, man, who who's in Rhode Island, like, you know, he said he's. He's working like 15 days straight or 17 days straight, just, you know, going crazy, which is awesome. Yeah. You know? Which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Braden, no. Braden says our business is getting blown up bookings and events. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And the more, news, diverse man, are, here. the more diverse you are. Yeah. And and look, even even in mobile DJing, you know, um, I'm working with with the city of Philadelphia because they're they're having all these different spots and all the different departments of recreations. We're supplying DJs all throughout the city and all of these different spots, you know, during the week. Um, yeah. And that's that's just like a godsend. And I'm trying to get everybody, you know, assimilated to that. All the different, you know, the lounges are open up, and we got duos and trios coming in, and they need, you know, the techs and the audio techs for that. The big yeah. clubs are opening up and, you know, which is the opposite of social distancing, you know, right. the place right. I work at Vesper first night they, they opened up, it was a sold out and B to capacity and C they even went overtime, you know, yeah. and that's unheard yeah. of, Yep. you know, that's unheard of. So, well, I think people are ready. You know what I mean? People are, 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 you know, those that wanted to want to be vaccinated or vaccinated. Those that, uh, you know, think everybody knows the deal at this point as far as uh responsibilities go you know and uh i think people are ready to get back and and get back together man i, I did you see that uh you see that story about the hockey game the uh in in i think it was in new york um 
the Boston the Boston team, and I think it was a New York team. I don't know. Somebody can correct me in the comments if they want to. But anyways, the uh, the girl that girl that was singing the national anthem, um, you know, about one or two lines into it, she really realized that like the whole audience was singing it. And this is like a goosebumps moment, right? So she just wow. like took the microphone away and just let the audience carry on with it. It was, it was wow. awesome. Like if you're, you know, if if, if you're a, even remotely a patriotic person, which clearly I am, um, mm -hmm. it, it will bring tears to your eyes and goosebumps to your body. It, you know, it was just an amazing sight to see, especially when, you know, so many people have not been able to be together like that in so long. That's cool. No, that that yeah. that's 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 really cool. Hey, speaking of that, you displaying your flag today, Mr. Patriotic Person? Yeah, you know, you know. Today, today's flag day. Did you know right. this? That's right. Yeah, it is. Uh yeah, no, I, I I actually I heard it on the radio this morning. Um, I was doing a lot of driving around the city. I was like, I was really impressed because there's there's a lot of people, you know, displaying their flags today on flag yeah. day. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good to see, man. It's good to see. A, a uh resemblance of normalcy yeah so yeah well and look the good news is gabe's getting back to work so yes yeah, yeah. and hopefully he, he'll be here tonight hopefully he'll yeah. be be here on time i know he he checked in with us earlier from his car and said he'd be home soon so uh <laughs> we might we might get lucky and have him on the show even with us right if not no, he's, he's right down there we can just you know what he's like right under me here so like um rub his no, head we can't a little even bit. do that Rub his we'll head like, like, like it's him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a booty? You rub the top of Gabe's head. I'm rubbing. I know. Right and, then, and then all of a sudden he is, he appears on the show. Uh, anything far. else going on with, with you down there in Florida there, buddy? You know, we're, we're staying busy. Um, I am, I'm going to Chicago a week from today to go to the marquee show. So I'm pretty excited about that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Why don't you explain, yeah. explain to those that don't know what the marquee show, explain to them what it is. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh it's not it's how do you how would I describe it? Kind of like maybe a like a boutique um, you know, DJ show. Uh there's a lot of education there. There's a good handful. I just saw the other day all of the uh the different um vendors that are going to be there. And uh so that's going to be pretty exciting. Um there's a new game show, mm, new game show gear vendor that's going to be there that hmm. should be really really interesting. And, uh, you know, so it's just gonna be fun. Like I, I, what I love most about it is there's going to definitely be people there that I haven't seen in a very, very long time, regardless of COVID, whether COVID even was a thing or not, okay. there's going to be some people there that I know they're going to be there that I haven't seen in a very long time. And All so right. super excited to, um, you know, super excited to connect with them and just kind of get back around some more like-minded people. I feel like I haven't been, other than the podcast stuff, I don't feel like I've really been around my people in a while. So it's going to okay. be nice to do that. All right. That's cool, man. I'm glad you could get out there. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah I'm looking forward, looking forward to the expo. I spoke to, uh, I spoke to our guy there, DJ times. So we're going to really, he's going to release it out in the, in the press releases soon. So, um, nor if you've ever been to the expo or, or you're signed up at DJ times, um, or even on their website, they'll release it under their press releases, but you, you'll see it once we set something. So I, I kind of pulled uh, Soho in from the Senate DJs and because it, it, this is going to be a big undertaking and it's literally teaching those that, you know, right out of the box, you know, how to mm. DJ, what, what things mm -hmm. to get, some ideas, because there's always people there that want to be, you know, just like us, you know, yeah. the wedding DJ hero now. <laughs> 
coming <laughs> coming to your Samsung device real okay. soon. Sponsored by Wedding DJ Hero. But no, they 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 want to play with their controllers. They want to play their newest um, music, and they just really want to mix. And you know, yeah. it's funny. I I did a thing with the school in the past. You know eight years and I looked at everything that people came in and the questions that I asked. And the one big question is, what do you want to learn? What do you want to do? Um, 89% wanted to learn how to mix mm -hmm. and scratch. Yeah. Out of that, probably, you know, the other nine, there was another 9% there that wanted to learn the whole parties, weddings, what to do right out of, you know, right, right out of the box. But look, everybody was, basically you know probably half of them were right out of the box where other people were djs just looking to hone their skills but mm -hmm. it, it, it was amazing you know what to see out there and what they were learning so i get it at this you know at the expo people are going to want to learn you know the, yeah. the basics you know my controller yeah. my my equipment hookup and how not to sound like a fool the first time they play right that, that's really it i mean right. you hook up the microphone squeal squeal you know oh, you fun. know the deal <clears throat> yeah yeah you know definitely so. you know i was i was thinking about that a lot over that hey it looks like gabe just got here let me get gabe in here with us good all right gabe, good. what's up buddy hey guys how you doing how are you buddy you were busy oh, busy man. busy oh, b2 huh <laughs> busy 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 hell yeah hey dave right. how you doing man good man. Your head. Good. hold on let me rub your head for good luck there we go it's Thank good you. to get the uh it's good to get the band back together if you will you oh know what man I mean? um oh, yeah absolutely glad to have you now i was just saying like over over the weekend i was just thinking about certain some certain things that happened at my events and how you know it's an, it's it's a really interesting thing to want to continue to get better at what we do and get better at the relationships with other wedding professionals or just event professionals that are there and understanding how um so here take a perfect situation you have a toast that's going on and you have people that are not um we'll say trained on how to use a mic and so you have <laughs> and, and of course and of course they're one of they that for aesthetics they want to be set up they want to set them up right in front of your speaker system right oh and, right and and so in uh, the moment it's a hard conversation to have about you know why yeah. you know it's a hard conversation to have about why not to do that right but it's something that i think you know over time is a good conversation because it is possible to have the aesthetic still look good have the photos and videos still look good but not put the entertainer and it may not even be a dj it could be anybody just not put the sound person in a situation where um there could be feedback problems there could be issues that they just really can't control in the moment more so because you have Again, people that are using microphones that are, you know, you know, right. shoving them down their throat or waving right. them around the room or talking out of their stomach and all these different crazy things that people yeah. do, you know, right. They, the microphone's about four, three feet away from their, you know, they extend their hand and you got to yeah. turn that up. The, yeah. more you, the, the more you turn that up, the more problems you're going to have with the squealing back, regardless of how much treble you take out of it, because that that's always, you know, key one. For yeah. those that don't know, learning moment here, you know, you get microphone feedback that's really high. Turn down your trebles, you know, yeah. sim sim simple as that. Um, that'll that'll stop that. But you're absolutely right. No, here, stand in front of the speakers. Then I have to bend these speakers away 
from right. where the microphone is because they'll do it to me in a second and I last minute thing. So yeah, no, I, I, I redirect the speakers away from the microphone and down goes that treble. You know, that that's why I don't recommend putting my microphone into any type of mixer or controller that doesn't have separate bass and treble controls for your so microphone. I have these uh, Sennheiser wireless mics. They're, you know, they're decent, but uh, when, you when, 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 when you give them to, a, you know, a guest to make an announcement and they're in between the speakers and you hear that feedback, it drives me crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, and, and I think the, the number one thing that, that came out of it for me was, you know, this is an opportunity, number one, for an educational conversation at a, di at a later different time, but also a reminder that a simple solution is to get with the other key professionals and say, hey, where are you thinking about wanting to put folks for the toast and announcements and things like that? And let's make sure that number one, we want it to look good for you, but we also want to make sure it sounds good for everybody. And clearly, like right in front of the speaker system is the not the right place to do it. So where else so, could we do it? So gaff tape it off, you know, exit out so people don't see yeah, it. Exactly. Tape. Exactly. All right. Yep. So I just put some points in the uh in the private chat there. You want to bring on our guest because I know Yeah, we, we, let's we do it. That, yeah, we got, we got that important meeting we gotta get to, buddy. And we got a lot to talk about, and we want to we want to um, make sure that we give him his due time. So yeah, no, look, he seems like a really cool guy, and and oh, I want to I want to get to know a little bit more about him. So really quick, let me uh let me introduce him. All right, buddies, let's go. Randy Bongo is a musical curator who combines playing vinyl records and accompanies them with live bongos. How cool is that? Um, he hosts a weekly three hour live mix called. The weekend starts here. You can get more information by going to randybongo.com. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Randy Bongo. Randy, how are you, man? Hey, guys. How are you? What's up, Andy? Good. I'm doing I, good. I, I have to ask you right off the bat, you know, the elephant in the room. Who's the girlfriend behind you? Who, ah, <laughs> oh, you noticed. Um, that is the Janet Jackson puppet from the Eminem Ass Like That video. Really? Yep. I did that video and I couldn't, I tried to get more of them, but obviously, you know, everyone had gloms on everything and we did a whole, I don't know if you remember it, but we did a whole cranking alternative universe. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I ended up doing a whole special with, uh, I think it was MTV or VH1. We did like making of the ass where like we had little M and had the crank anchor did like a behind the scenes, but we used the puppet. And so I got the and it's the Janet Jackson from the Super Bowl. I don't know if you can see the, the <laughs> oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, that was when the, that Super Bowl happened where boob came out. And, That's great. Yeah. That so. was the wardrobe malfunction. Cool. The wardrobe malfunction. That was what it was. Yes. Yeah. All right. No, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right, look. Oh, you you got a lot of cool trinkets up above your records That's, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like. That. Um, yeah. I, I forget. I oh God, I had a lot of them. Uh, the the uh, the artists. I forget. There was a special guy who made them, and they used to have them at Tower Records back in the day. And when the oh, Tower wow. Records went I out, records. I went out. And I bought a lot. I forget, I think was it McClellan's or I forget the guy's last name, but they're they're really cool collectors pieces, and I had a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and I actually, yeah, I just, I just went full screen so I could look and see. I think I see Jimi Hendrix up there. Yeah. I think we'll I see the see. Beatles up there. Lots of Beatles. Um, Lots of Beatles. yeah. Well, I'm trying to, is that the guy from the Ramones up on the top yeah. right? 
Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I'm there's Sid Vicious up here. Wait, right there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then Joey Ramone. My son gave me a Joey Ramone candle right there. Like you know, yeah. they're like yeah. Saint, like this uh, patron saint or whatever. There's a Joey oh, Ramone. My God, as a, that's awesome. As a patron saint. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh I'll God. take it. I'm like, he might. You know, I have a kid and he's 30, but um. His like view of like the Ramones is like that they were like a pop band that was on the radio. I'm like, yeah, that's that wasn't the case. Like they never got radio airplay. It was like yeah. this underground punk band that was cool, but they weren't, yeah. you know, they weren't yeah, a pop band, cool. you know. They never played arenas. They never played, you know, your local arena. Hey, Brandy. Yeah. If you don't mind, let's jump right into it. I, I want to know, cool. what, you know, curation, the next step forward. I want you to explain that to me and explain that to our listeners. Okay. You know, so, that- I mean, I feel like we've gone through the decade of influencers, right? And and oh, is wow. like it or hate it, it is a reality and it's become a thing and people make livings by it and brands deal with it as much as they yep. can and people are you know, for better or for worse, you know, the, the influencers of the, of the decade and they're not going away. I just think as we get into the twenties and as things start to get more, especially now that we've had this crazy pandemic, I heard you guys talking like people are like, but they'll go to anything, right? They'll mm. go to the fucking, I'm sorry, I don't know if I can say that. They'll go to you know, watch, watch paint dry, you know, like just so they can be with people again, you know, they'll, they'll do anything. So I think you're going to start to see like real, you know, certainly for what we're doing, you know, in the DJ thing, like the real curation of it all and the real, like the the people, not just getting your playlist from Spotify or Apple or YouTube, but people who make cool playlists and are really something that are, are you know, people want to follow and want to, you know, use that as a, a beacon of like, oh, I follow this DJ or I follow this person because they curate these really great lists and it's something that I like. You know, so okay. it is getting a little into the niche and, you know, it's not, you know, I, I had a friend who's a, he works at a, a uh, he used to work at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So he's actually a curator, you know, for museums. And he got really upset with me when I was talking about it. I'm like, you know what, as much as you are good at what you do, there's going to be people who don't have degrees that are good at curation, yeah. certainly for music, you know, so. All right. I get it. All right. Cool. Belief. And I think you guys know as DJs, like I always, I love DJing parties and doing things and. People are like, you're the best DJ. And I think one of the reasons people love a good DJ is because I play, you can read the room and play what you can tell what people want to hear. I don't play stuff that I want to hear. I play stuff that people want to hear, you yeah. know? Good. So that's really well, to me. That's that, a yeah. great formula, Randy, because yeah. I, I think you're right. If you think about all of everybody on here on the show, everybody that's watching has probably been told that exact same thing you're the great you're the greatest dj you're a great dj and and i really believe what you just said is so on point as to why that comment is being made and it's because they were able to accommodate that particular group of people and their interests and what worked for them at that point in time and and you could put that exact same playlist in a completely different group and get a completely different response and if you weren't able and, 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 you know, trained and skilled enough to notice that and make adjustments, then you may not get the same response. So I'm really glad you said that, actually. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I think I, you know, like, I don't love requests, but, you know, when some when you're playing and somebody kind of like, I remember I was at this one party and I was trying to trying to get into the 80s, you know, like, how do I get into the 80s from where yeah. I was? And this girl came up and she's like, play Burning Down the House. And I was like, you know what? That is, <laughs> that is exactly the way I'm going to get into the 80s. And I yeah. knew like, she wanted yeah. to use cute. 
she wanted to hear it. I'm like, yeah, I can play Talking Heads, and then I'm in the, and then boom, all voila, you're in the '80s, right? You know? Right. So mm -hmm. it's like you know. And the beauty of what we do is you could always blame it on her. You'd be like, oh well, this <laughs> she's over here asked for it. I mean, what, you know, yeah, what am I supposed to do? I'm the DJ. Nah, I take responsibility <laughs> for what I play. You're, you're you're exceeding one of your customers' expectations right there, and she's giving yeah. you a reason to change your genre. Exactly. You know? And and you call her out on it. All right, yeah. Kathy, this one goes out to you. you exactly. Know? She's exactly. screaming and yelling and bringing her girlfriends out. Out. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's the influencer for your dance floor right there because that's you it. just played her song. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. what I always tell people like, you know, my like whenever I play a party, even a house party, like my goal is to get the girls on the dance floor or people in general <laughs> on the dance floor. Yeah. Because if people are dancing, then like that's a, then then the party's at least going and everything else can happen. If everyone's standing around, that's... then it's the party's not going to happen. You know, like it's not a, no matter what the party's not happening. So yeah, it's really about just getting people on the dance floor for me. That's right. You know? Agreed. You bring the women, the guys will then follow hundred percent. That's it. You know? Yeah. And girls, yep, yep. the thing is, like, girls will dance with girls. They don't really care. It's not a sexual thing, right? They and just right. want to dance and have a just good time. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And guys are like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, there's 15 girls dancing by themselves. Go dance. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, we're going to look You funny. might not like disco, but go dance. Like, <laughs> if, if I were to go up to Dave or Gabe and we're at a club and I start dancing next to them, they're going to push me away. <laughs> uh, I guess it just depends on how close you get. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, guys, that even I'm not saying that guys don't, but in general, guys, you know, if it's, if it's a hip hop thing, a bunch of guys will get together and be rapping the song yeah. and doing that thing. But Definitely. if you're playing certainly older disco stuff, like girls will get on the dance floor and do the hustle or do a move or do a thing, you know, and yeah. put it on their TikTok account and, you know, like yep. get going, you know. I got you. Speaking All of right. hip hop, Randy, tell us, tell, and again, our, obviously our viewers as well, tell us a little bit about the work you've done in the past. I know you've done some work. With hip hop artists, rock artists, pop, all kinds of artists. Tell us yeah, a little bit about former you life, earlier. Yep, I did do work with Eminem. I work with 50 Cent. I work with The Game. Um, I was I, I ran the music video department at Interscope Geffen A&M Records mm -hmm. from 2000 to 2008. So kind of the heyday of the music business when it was, yeah. you know, yeah. back when it was a different, there's still a music business. It's just a different business, you know, like. We used to make videos to sell CDs, you know, now yeah. you just try and get people to stream music. So it's just a little, not that it doesn't exist. It's just a different you know, formula. Um, but videos are really important and you could only really see them on MTV or VH1 or BET or CMT or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. you couldn't just go to YouTube and click on a video. So, yep. it, you know, it wasn't that long ago, but it was long enough. So yeah, I worked, I did, I did like every 50 cent video up through like, Curtis and all the G unit stuff and the solo stuff, the Yeos and the Lloyd Banks and the Young mm -hmm. Bucks. And all right. Yeah, all I right. did Bust the Rhymes, you know, did a bunch of Bust the Rhymes video once he signed to um, Interscope and did I did a game video. We did a bunch of game videos. One was with Kanye and, you know, like we did, you know, stuff with 50. The game is the so one talented. I, I'll tell you, if, if, if right. you guys out there, if you haven't listened to game, you need to get on that and listen to it. Game is a super talented. Andrew's yeah. asking if you ever worked with Dr. Dre. I did. Um, not as Dr. Dre solo, but like um, Dr. Dre, well, in this video, like there's a Dr. Dre, if you go back and watch the Ask Like That yeah, video, yeah. we have a Dr. Dre doll. And my whole contribution to that video was like, the Dr. Dre doll only says, hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dre was like, that's fucking stupid, man. I'm like, I don't know. It just seemed funny at the time. Um, but we did uh, without me. Like I remember he was, you know, he was the label guy, right? It was Eminem was signed to Shady Aftermath and, and obviously Interscope. So when we were doing the Without Me video, 
um, I had to pitch the idea that we had, you know, wanted to do to Dr. Dre because he was going to be in the video. So I remember going to the studio and kind of talking about, you know, we're going to use M and Dre as Batman and Robin. And he was like, I ain't fucking dressing up in Batman. You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you're Dr. Dre. You don't have to do anything but be Dr. Dre, you know? Eminem's going to wear stupid stuff. Like he's going to be Robin. But yeah. mm-hmm. So he was cool with that. So I did, I did that. We, I did the um, video for, with Snoop Dogg for the wash with Dr. Dre. Wow. And yeah, um, Snoop Dogg's wine's the shit. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, Dre wasn't, you know, like has not made a record in a long time. I remember right near the end of when I was leaving Interscope, this is right, right as the internet was kind of happening, you know, really starting to take hold and, downloading was decimating the music industry but i was talking to dre about like why don't you create like an easter egg kind of you know hunt online for the um for the top for the the detox record mm-hmm. you know he's, and, and you know he's like i don't know if i'm ever going to release it i'm like even better like a, a, a perpetual MacGuffin online where like every once in a while you drop a beat and someone finds it somewhere and puts it up and they can have a thing and you know like I just thought that would be a cool idea. Like as an artist, like even if you never put yeah. the record out, just like as somebody like that, like he has such specific sounding beats. Yes. That if somebody heard a 12, they could take it. And even nowadays they can make their own song with it. And you know, so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You pretty much know a Dre beat the minute you hear it. That's, exactly. You're, you're absolutely like, right about Dr. that. Dr. Dre, there it is. You know, yep. that high hat and that just, that's just a tight, beautiful sound. He's such a master of Sonic, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's how about cool. how about non hip hop artists? Um, let's see, non hip hop artists. I've done um, Queens of the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I did a lot of Soundgarden. I did five or six Soundgarden videos. I did a couple of Audio Slave and a couple of Chris Cornell solo. Um, I did a bunch of Marilyn Manson before he got canned. You know, like bunch of Manson, starting with the Nobodies all the way through the one with uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Um, I did, um, and then like some pop stuff, Enrique Iglesias, Vanessa Carlton. Um, mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Hives. Really I knew- worked with the Hives a bunch. All right. I got to ask oh, real yeah. quick. Uh, did you do the Marilyn Manson one from, uh, from that movie? What was that movie that, uh, that Scotty doesn't know that song was on the same movie, but he did like Tainted Love. That's what it was. Yeah. Marilyn no, Manson I did Personal Jesus was the cover I did okay. with that. Ooh, that was that right was- before I worked with him was Tainted Love. Yeah. About, well, here's my question with the, um, you, you said you did Soundgarden. Did you work on the Black Hole Sun video? No, I did, um, okay. Pretty Noose. Burden in my hand and oh. blow up the outside world. Nice. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, well, I, Grohl, the Black Hole Sun seemed to put them on the map because that they played that all over MTV. But the problem was, I mean, being an MTV child that was constantly watching at the time and being a DJ, there were inconsistencies in the video. It seemed like they got more money so that they got a better editor to add more effects to that <laughs> video. Am I wrong? Or I, I think so. No, it was. They, if you ever I mean, watch, I mean, now if you ever watch it, there's there's two versions of that video, one where the faces actually do stretch, and one where they don't stretch. That, oh, that, really? That's really? one of the inconsistencies I found in it. Interesting. But there, there, there are a couple other things, and it's almost like, you know, they made some money off that video, and it became more famous. So the newer version that they played had right. way more effects in it that were trippier. So Got I don't it. know. Yeah. I always wanted to ask that. So huh, I'm sorry, okay. Gabe. Go yeah, ahead, buddy. Yeah. Oh no! Was Dave Grohl part of uh, Queens of the Stone Age? One video, no one knows. Oh, no gotcha. one knows. And if you go watch the video, um, 
with Dave Grohl, like the performance part, we shot in the UK yeah. on a green screen. So Dave Grohl's in the band playing drums, which is I think one of the only times you've seen Dave Grohl play drums since Nirvana. Mm, is in wow. the Queens of the, but then the concept part of the video is without Dave. He had to get back to the Foo Fighters, so it's just uh, the other three guys, Josh and yeah. The other two guys. There'll be a, there'll be a Bonnaroo July third if you guys want to go. <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age or no, Foo Fighters? Foo Fighters. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, right on. So you brought up David Byrne. You know he has um this entire house that's like built like an instrument. I mean, so specifically, really? yeah. So with you, you do like bongos and what other instruments do you do? Ooh. I'm a percussionist. I'm a drummer, you know, by that's what I play, you know? Mm. Um, so bongos are my natural thing. I try, I just try to make it for me when I, you know, what I found out certainly at the beginning of the pandemic and what I've been doing is always like everyone plays DJ, everyone's the DJ. And I think that's great. I have no problem with that, but I was like, what can I do to make it a little different? And I was like, I can play along with bongos, you know, and yeah. most, most music, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even hip hop, like, a good bongo beat is just there, you know? Mm -hmm. So you can play bongos. It's funny. I went to one gig and I was like, make sure you have bongos. And they brought congas. I don't know if you know the difference, but bongos are small <laughs> and congas are, you know, massive. I'm like, yo, man, like I, the guy's like, what's the difference? I'm like the size, like I can't, how am I going <laughs> to navigate this around the DJ booth? You know, like awesome. bongos are this big, you know, like I could sit in the thing in front of you and you can play them, you know, it's just funny. But, but I just think it's a cooler thing and it, it gives a sense of a real, specialness you know yeah. and certainly in la it becomes a thing of like cool yeah. this is li live music is it live music and then if there are people in the crowd who can play shakers or percussion or even a cowbell you can get a vibe going with people yeah. and they kind of get them involved you know it's hard to do that in los angeles there's very much a too cool for school but <laughs> once you get instruments going and people can play they yeah. tend to love to do that you know kind of breaks the wall down a little bit so do you mic them up and connect to like a board? I do a... with the bongos. Um, I just, like I put it into the board, like on really low so that it, you can just hear it and feel it because they're pretty loud by the DJ booth. But if you put them in with really low underneath, you can feel it in the speaker, but they're not overcoming the song. So you're not, you know, if someone loves the song, they're not like, geez, I can't hear the song because these bongos are bland, you know? So I just sort of just as like a vibe underneath it, you know? Yeah. So your weekly show, who does your visuals for you? My roommate, we put them together, just kind of, we just like, I started off on Instagram live. He's like, we got to do better than that, you know? And so mm -hmm. we just kind of put some iPhones up and sold some video from every week from what we think is cool. And I give them kind of yeah. a breakdown mm -hmm. of the stuff I'm going to play. And then we just build these cool little things in Ecamm live. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really great, smart. That's a it's really great easy. product. Oh, yeah. It is. It really is. It's, <laughs> and it's super easy to use, you know? Yep. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. so who's right. your favorite what's your favorite ramones album Ooh. i think the first album for me the first album just it never got any better you know beat on the bread blitzkrieg bop you know duty is a book like just it just had that thing yeah. um but they're, they're road hungry. to ruin right that was that was a good one it was a good one i never <laughs> felt they made great albums as a thing. they always had great songs you know yeah yeah hmm. dave what do you think I, you know, we were talking in the green room before we started the show, and and I'm super fascinated about uh, cryptocurrency, NFTs. Uh, These were some of the things that we were talking about yes. in the green room. And you know, Randy, just talk a little bit about what you were telling us there, and let's kind of expand on that because it's so cool. interesting to me. Yeah, well, so I mean, I think it's such a um, 
what's the right word? You know, it's enigmatic. What an NFT? That's ridiculous. That's stupid. And and in today's world, it seems absurd that someone would spend whatever eleven million dollars for a digital nothing that doesn't really exist other than one piece of code on a blockchain of a right. currency. You know, it really is an abstract thing. But when you look at it, when you take a step back and you look at the world, like certainly where it's going and and the people who are going to be populating it, the kids now that are, let's say, 6 to 16 and maybe like the, like the even 18 to 20-some-year-olds who play in the games, Fortnite and Roblox and all the, 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 the games that people play, how important they're just the, the stuff that they do in those games are. But like, if you play Fortnite, anyone can get to a certain point and buy a dance. Imagine if you're somebody where you have the only one of one of one in, mm-hmm. a, in your digital wallet. So that's kind of what an NFT is right now. Like right now it's pieces of digital art or collectible things, or like, you know, LeBron James's first tweet or like a slam dunk that he put together as a thing. So it seems kind of silly. Like why would anyone want to have LeBron's first tweet? But in 2031, when everyone's digital wallet is something that people look at, if you have LeBron's first tweet, you're kind of like, oh, cool. Like, look at you. You got that cool. How did you get that? You know? So there's a real sense of, and, and you, when you sell it, however, the, and it, like whatever the ownership is at the beginning of it. So if you owned 23% of that NFT when you bought it, you own that 23% forever. So every time it gets sold, if you bought it for $100 and it sells for $1,000, you get 23% of that $1,000. If that person sells it for a million dollars, you get 23% of that million dollars, you know, like that, your ownership of that NFT is in perpetuity. So crazy. I know. And I think you're going to see like every concert, every sporting event, every festival, every rock show, every pop show, every, everything's going to be an NFT. It's going to be an easy, secure way for you to have a ticket. And will that ticket be valuable? Most tickets aren't. But if you were at the, basketball game where Zion Williamson scored a hundred points or something, then, okay, well, you have an NFT for that game. You could possibly sell your ticket to someone that wants Mm -hmm. to keep that, you know? So there's all these applications that happen. And I realize it's kind of obscure and like my people that are cryptocurrency, it's a scam. And I'm like, you know, it really isn't a scam in the sense of if you had a hundred pound note in your pocket and you walked into the local Starbucks and we're like, here you go, I'll pay with this. And they're going to look at you like, what? that's ridiculous. Like, you know, so the value of cryptocurrency is only based on what people accept it, right? Like it's not that that hundred pound note is not had, doesn't have any value. It just doesn't have any value at a Starbucks in Philadelphia. You have to go to a currency thing, change it to us dollars, get mm-hmm. your thing back and then go back to that thing. So, okay. you know, just realize it's like, it is complicated and there are scams and there's a thing, but it's not like, I just, you can. And, and by the way, you guys can make artwork for your shows. Every show you do can be, an NFT and you can sell it. And even if it only sells for 25 cents, if you do that show and it's a cool thing and Alan Iverson gets on the mic that night, it's like, Oh, there's a, there's, I was there. You know, people can claim to be there or whatever. It's like what, a ticket to Woodstock. Those, you know? What do those letters stand for? NFT? Non-functional token. Non-functional token. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Somebody so it's basically, it's like, it's right now it exists only in the Ethereum blockchain, which is one type of cryptocurrency, okay. but there's going to be other types of NFTs that exist in different blockchains as well. Um, so, but, but the beauty of it is it's one of one and it will only be one of one. Okay. All right. So you can't, you can make 30 different NFTs. They're all unique, different NFTs. Now, here's, here's my next question for you. I've heard of mining for Bitcoins different it's a totally different thing 
right? Or, or mining, you could you so I can't mine for an NFT then. That's no. my, my my question. No, 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 no. NFTs are created specifically and they're for sale. And you have to go to a marketplace, you have to have like a MetaMask wallet or a digital wallet, you have to have currency okay. in that thing, and then you, okay. you and you bid on them. Like some yeah. of them you can buy. There's a there's a whole series of ten thousand, you know, characters in this crypto punk, you know, things that they've done for for uh, for like a series, right? I but there's it. only like 89 of certain things, so those things go for more money. I get know? it. Yeah, but you can no, probably that's... get a crypto punk for you know 70 bucks right now, but there's only 89 of the gorilla crypto punks, so those things are going for 14, 15 thousand dollars. You know, but, but yeah. that's why you said like each banner that we do is unique because it's unique. Then we can have it as an NFT, is what you're saying, correct? Right. So let's say you do a show and you make one NFT, but who and whoever right. buys it buys it. Right, they buy it. That's it. You only sell one, you know. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, I got you. No, Bitcoin. The reason Bitcoins are like a much harder thing to deal with and, and understand. It's more like gold. They created Bitcoin on a gold thing where there's a finite amount of Bitcoins that exist, and that's their value. So when once all the Bitcoins are mined and they're gone, there are no more Bitcoins. They're who only created, there's, uh, yeah. when you said they who 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 are they who created them? Uh, a guy from China created a, a, a concept of a currency and the idea that there would be these. You know, and it takes a tremendous amount of computer power to find them and put them together. And you have to understand coding and it's not an easy thing to do, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, but once and a lot of them are gone. But once they're gone, then Bitcoin becomes this thing where like all the coins are gone. So if you have a coin well, you've got you and you've bought a piece of a coin because people are selling them, you know, that's why the, I know it seems crazy now. But like I, I do think like Bitcoins, because there's a finite amount of them will be worth. Because there's only, let's say, 10 million of them. They they could be worth up to half a million dollars each, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. In 10, 20 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Greg, you know, um, Nick, who hosts the other podcast with me, he has three Bitcoin. And he and I talk about it all the time. I'm like, man, just keep it. Hold just on keep to them. them. Just Hold, keep them. If you're looking for a short-term investment, digital currency is not the way wait, to go. Three, you know? three, three Bitcoin. It, wait, it. Now, it, correct me if I'm wrong. If in today's market right now, one Bitcoin's like thirty-four thousand dollars. He got a hundred grand today. He's got a, he's got a hundred grand in Bitcoin, is what you're saying? Yeah, and, you, and you you'd probably lose your mind. Oh, I'll just tell you, you what he paid for him thirty bucks a piece when he there got you go. them. There you go. Oh yeah. wow. Well, yeah, but imagine when they go to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. All of a sudden, he's got seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, now, yeah. he can't go to his local ATM or local bank and cash them out, can he? A lot, a lot of supermarkets, a lot of supermarkets have Bitcoin ATMs. Um, right. I, I mean, so you, and you, you have, can, if you have one Bitcoin, they will they will take money. According, they don't take Bitcoin as a thing, but you can go to certain Bitcoin ATMs and right. take out a percentage of whatever you have. I, I did. Well, I did I meant, see. I meant, I meant, I meant and there's just recently an ATM that said, you know, it had the it had the label on there where that you can mm -hmm. take money out. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yep. You know, our guy from uh, your your boy Rob Schwartz from uh, Whomag, he put out he just recently put out a a NFT of uh, some like hip hop hip hop cards. Oh wow. Yeah, yep. He comes from the finance world initially, so yeah, that, he's all about that shit. Yeah, yep. no, it's cool, and like it, like, and the thing is, like, I always tell people, like, don't worry about if no one buys them or they're, like they're worth nothing today until they're worth something today. You know, like it's like all of a sudden things turn around. Like the guy in, who went on TikTok with a you know on a skateboard with some ocean spray playing Fleetwood Mac changed the world last summer. You know, yes. like, like they, yeah. he didn't do it because he was like planning to get like a big deal and make a deal. He's just like. I, my car broke down and here I am 
drinking a little cranberry juice and listening to my favorite song, you know, and it changed the world. You know, you just don't know, you know? Yeah. So, Gabe, I, I didn't mean yeah. to. I didn't mean to step on you earlier. Go ahead, buddy. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so you're in LA right now, right? You're I originally am from New York. I'm from Detroit originally. Oh, how about that? Hey, funny hey. town out of Detroit. I loved. Yeah. I loved the Motor City. Was a good place to grow up. I loved it. It was, you know, all different types of music and different, really different cultures. And I left in the mid '80s, so it was really still a rugged, cool. Like downtown had all night things and. Yeah. All like, you know, speakeasies that you could get any kind of drug. And it was the first time I tried, you know, I did, you know, ecstasy when it was legal. Somebody was like, you got to try this. It's called designer drugs. I'm like, sure. Well, and I'm, like, I'm like, you know, listening to dance music into like Detroit techno, you know, like, wow. I tell them like, this is the great, like, this is legal. Ah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. So you are, you're out West. How, how are they looking at now? Like the coronavirus and openings? Is, is it like, we're, just, we're literally, I heard what you said, like we're, we're tomorrow's our day, right? So tomorrow okay. it's been slowly getting there and slowly getting there. Okay. Um, traffic's back, you know, which is the downside. Got to love it. the 405. Yeah. Right. I was on it today. I had to go to a meeting. I'm like, uh, traffic i love curses um but we're getting there you know you i mean LA, the thing about la like i don't know if you know it but even during the pandemic part of the problem with like we were like i don't know if you know like we were really high um in la county every every month it like the, kept going up and everything because a lot of kids and a lot of people like they know how to get around the rules people mm -hmm. were renting houses there were a lot of parties there was a lot of underground parties i didn't do them because i just didn't feel comfortable being around people and I didn't want to get it. I never did. I got vaccinated. I'm cool to go. But a lot of LA was just kind of like underground. So the restaurants hurt and the club, the, the mainstream clubs were hurting, but there was still the party was still going on. Now yeah. that it's, you know, like we're about to be officially no mask mandates, no da da da, you know, it's about to be there. It's about to start happening and they're going to start having events. I think 4th of July we'll have fireworks again and pe there'll be parties and, mm -hmm. you know, like it's coming back to that. Sense yep. and you can kind of feel what's happening with the festivals. Like it's starting, I don't know, end of July, right? I think Bonnaroo's happening and Lollapalooza, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and then it's September, October, November, it's yeah. on, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think everything should be getting back to me. After what I saw this weekend in Philly, I mean, the places that I work at act act like you know, they're the opposite of social distancing. When you walk through the club, you're rubbing Correct. you know, at least 10, 20 people on your way. Excuse yeah. me, excuse me, pardon yep. me. Yep. Yep. And you this know back back to the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's packed, you know, money making money hand over fist right now. Yeah. And people it, need it, to. It's people an, need it's to make insane. money again. Like I'm, you know, like I yeah. think it's good. We all worked, we all waited. Now it's like time for us to make some money. <laughs> yep. Hey, um, you know, we, we got a little bit of time. Really quick, I want to ask you one 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 of the little tips too, um, in the pre-show um interview thing that Gabe sent us talks about how Generation Z experiences music. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit on that? I'm that interests so, me. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like it's such a different time from when, you know, you, I, I don't know how old you are, but for me, like I'm in my fifties, you know, like well, what's, what is generation Z? Like I'm generation I'm Z too, is so. like, you know, just after millennials. So it's like, like TikTok, basically kid, the way people experience music on TikTok, no one wants to listen to full songs anymore. It's no one even knows where songs came from. Like I hear music on things. I'm like, Oh, well that's just, He's just biting this. And like, you know, even my nephews and my, you know, they're like, well, what, I don't know what that is. I don't know who, you know, 
that artist is. I'm like, really? You know, you never heard of Marvin Gaye? Like, nope, never heard of Marvin Gaye. And I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. So I had I a girl, I had a girl tell me the other day she'd never heard of the Beastie Boys. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's insane. What? Yeah. I remember there I remember cracking open a, the back of the jewel case from one of the Radiohead albums, and it was like this entire like extra, you know, material and artwork. And I was like, damn, you know, kids kids missed that today. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 There's no, and music is while it's great that it's ubiquitous and it's everywhere, it's also nowhere, right? It's like it does like I have my vinyl. I love it so much. It's such a yeah. thing. And I that's why I love spinning records on vinyl. And especially when you listen to it. It just definitely as like a wave file when you like make a make put vinyl on and make a wave out of it you can hear the mix and the openness of it um you know the mp3 and the wave that are digital everything's compressed into the thing you know so it just sounds a little different to me and then you know mm -hmm. just the way that they've handled putting music on the, di the digital streaming platforms like I, I like you know like there's a bobby goldsboro song called uh, funny see the funny little clown and you can't see, you can't find that on any digital, you know, streaming platform done in the original mix. It's a re-recorded version from the early '80s because he wants to own the master of it because that's mm -hmm. who gets paid. Mm -hmm. So you know, like Todd Rundgren re-recorded all his songs, and you just hear that all the time. I'm like, yeah, well, I like the original version. So I think Gen Z experiences, and I don't think they care. You know, I care. Yeah, yeah. I care. You're right. But they so, don't. Since you care, you probably have some of those 160 gram pressings. You know, some of them you can hear the deeper grooves you hear the nuances in the um original some of them voice. i do i you know yeah. back 20 years ago you could get records at amoeba for a buck and they were unbelievable quality like no one wanted it in 2000 2001 2002 like they were giving that shit away because nobody wanted vinyl mm. so i bought yeah. so much for a buck each like really good wow. quality records wow wow yeah Wow. All yeah, right, yeah. gentlemen, why don't you want to hit him with one last question? We've got about 10 minutes to go. Yeah, I, I really I'm really like you. I'm really intrigued at the uh, the stuff that came in early, the celebration of mediocrity. I know yeah. there's a story behind that. I mean, don't you think I feel like I was, you know, and I, I don't I, I, I have to be careful. How I say this because I tend to come across as somebody who's like really judgmental. But <laughs> on some levels, you know, there is a judgment. But like I saw. I saw an artist recently on Saturday Night Live, Olivia Rodrigo, and I didn't, it just was like, what, I don't understand how this, what this is, you know, like, how did this happen? And so I looked it up online and I realized that she was on a TV show on Disney. And so I was like, okay, that all makes sense to me. Like, I understand why she's got 10 million followers and who she is, but, and she's like, I look at the world today and I see people that can hold a tune, but can't sing, if that makes mm. sense, you know? Mm. Like there's a, and I think the American idol of it all has created this sense of like, where I, people like, Oh, you've got to hear this. It's amazing. And I listen to it. I'm like, yeah, that's not amazing. I don't know if you get like, would you like me to play you some amazing music? Cause I'm happy <laughs> to play you amazing music. You know, like yeah. there are artists that were real unique singers that had like and everyone from like, you know, the James Brown of it all and the Marvin Gaye's to the Aretha Franklin's to the Joni Mitchell's of the just a, of, of a unique mini Ripperton, like the unique singing voice that an artist had. You know, I don't think the Beatles were necessarily the best singers in the world, but they were singers like John Lennon had a voice mm -hmm. that you knew was John Lennon's voice. And it was unique. He could hold the tune and it was this unique thing. And I just see today like everyone can hold this tune, but no one sings that well. They're not that many great James Blake is somebody who I listen to. I'm like, that guy has a voice and can sing. And it's like, what a great, what a great new artist, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just feel like there's a lot of, 
celebrating mediocrity. I will say Justin Bieber has a great voice. I don't listen to a lot of Justin Bieber, but every time I hear him sing, I'm like, that guy can sing. Like that kid is a really has a voice. Like there is a singer with pitch and a unique sound to his vocal. And he's got a thing that makes him a singer, you know? Um, okay. Lady Gaga, she's got a voice that you can hear. I just yes, see that most yeah. of, I just see the, I see us celebrating a lot of mediocrity with people that are like, oh my God, it's amazing. You're like, yeah, that's not amazing. It's not really We're that amazing. About some of them went to Juilliard versus some of the mediocrity out there. I mean, she's- <laughs> Did you go to Juilliard, Gabe? No, no, Gaga did. Oh yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 But, well, but I think she went to Juilliard sure. for piano or whatever. So she's like, I'm just saying like, when you hear her sing, you're like, yeah, like she, that's why she can go on tour with Tony Bennett. You know, she's yeah. like, no problem. I got you, boo. Like, we'll go <laughs> sing together. Like one of the greatest singers of that, and, uh, you know, that era. She's like, I'll sing sword songs with you. No problem. Cause she right. can do it, you know? Do you think so. part of it could be, and I'm asking all of you guys, this is just a thought I was having when we were talking about it. Do you think it could be because of the, like here today, gone tomorrow, instant gratification, the society, the, 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 the amount of information that's available. Do you think it's a situation where the industry is like, we got to keep pumping people with this because we know they're only going to have a, a shelf life. That's not what it used to be. And so at some point you're, you run out of talent realistically, or you could. I mean, I, for me, I think there's a part of it that's that. I just think that there's, it's like the bar to get in now is so low. Mm. You know, it used to be like to make a record was like certainly in the 70s and 80s, it was heavy lifting. It costed money. You had to get into a real studio. Right. Yeah. You know, now anyone with a, anyone with a fucking a phone, you can do it. <laughs> You can yeah. kind of make a record on your phone. You have yeah. a, you have a YouTube account. You can get BandLab and and really make really quick beats. There you go. Um, what was the one song that that came out? I think they did it on an old Casio. Um, was it because I got high? Did they do that song? Oh, really? Like, I love that song. But on it, but it was done on a tiny little Casio. Yeah. There was or wait, da da da. That was the song. The Volkswagen commercial used it. That was on one of those cheesy little hundred dollar. But even then, like back then, like there was this thing, but you still had to learn how to do it. Now, like, even like I said, like you don't have to spend any money. They're free apps. You can, oh yeah. Right. GarageBand comes on your Apple. It's got, got built in things. You can right. do a thing and record I mean, on the mic on your thing. And oh anyone, yeah. You know? There back, 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 even before GarageBand, there was, there was what they called like for the Windows platforms, you had EJ, hip hop EJ, dance EJ, and all that. Yeah. Acid Sony. Sony had acid music, which is still out mm -hmm. and still doing it, which literally teaches you musical linear editing. MTV had MTV's music generator yep. that was on the PlayStation platform for a while. You could literally take those same clips like you were learning how to linear edit music, but do it on your PlayStation, not even, you there know, you it, it was a game. So I think it's that, that the bar. So, and then, you know, like, Taste is, it's fine. Like I listen to something, I don't like it, but like, you know, the, that little Nas X song, uh, Old Town Road, like it wasn't, that did, that song's not for me, but I got why people liked it. It was just like, you know, it's yeah. like an algorithm. It was an, like 17% hip hop, 32% country, 6%, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, very formulated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and then people are like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm like, okay, okay, there you go. You know, like. He can't sing, he can't really write, but he's like, did it right. And he's brilliant at marketing. So it was like, biggest song ever. You know, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very brilliant had, at marketing. Yeah. Then you have talent from Detroit, like Jack White. 
Yeah, I mean, very few people like Jack White in the world, you know? Yeah. But it's a, the good thing is, like, Jack White's able to carve his own niche out. He has third-man records, so he, he makes his own final. He does his thing. He can headline a festival. He can mm-hmm. be in the rack on tours. He can put the White Stripes together. Like, he's a real Renaissance guy. Like, you know, there are very few Jack Whites ever. You know, yeah, ever. I'm like, I, I, yeah. I play the shit out of the Dead Weather albums. Like, Dead Weather, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> they sound great. They sound yeah. great. Yeah. But he's like, that's that's a high bar. Like, he's he's making a record, right? He's... Right. crawling over glass to get that sound right and doing mm-hmm. it and you know like i you can respect a guy like that and i have respect oh, yeah. for people who make it however they make it i'm not even saying that there's i'm just saying i just think it's easier to do and kids aren't there's not that sense of, and i don't think they're listening to that much radio anymore so there isn't really a sense of the backstory and the uh, what happened before that's some of the things that with the curation like i hope this decade is a little bit more like kids going back and learning about music from back in the day. Like this song is great. What is this? You know, mm-hmm. that was one of the things I loved about guardians of the galaxy. I was like, when the first, the first song kicked in, I'm like, are they <laughs> going to play like all old seventies pop music in this movie? They, it was like, they, and they did. I'm like, thank you. Like, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Right. You know? Look, that was I, cool. And, and Dave, so, to answer your question, I, I think, you know, our, our children and our children's children are being fed this information so fast. Yeah. Look, my 13-year-old daughter can sit there and not only have a computer in front of her that's a gaming computer, but right next to it, there's a laptop or the Chromebook she got from school. She also has a tablet. She also has a phone. And she got Alexa playing music in the background, and she's talking to that thing. There you, you know go. What, though? Those you know what, things. though? I was just listening to it, just the CD itself of Natty Dread from Bob Marley when I was a kid, and I got into it. And I don't think I'd be able to appreciate it as much if I had like all these other moving parts at the same time. Yeah. So definitely not Natty Dread. Like that's you know sophisticated what I mean? reggae. Yeah. Well, yeah. the yeah. point the, the the point being is these kids have so much stimuli. Yeah. All of this is going on at once. That that's where the ADD kicks in. Yeah. The everybody has the ADHD or the attention yeah. deficit disorder or the hyperactivity yeah. disorder. That's why it ticked. And 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 do your research. Why do you think a TikTok video only lasts thirty seconds? That's- mm-hmm. But that's how they get it. You know what I mean? And so, and it just, if it cuts through enough, all of a sudden they love it. And it's, it's amazing. It's the best. Oh, I love that. song. my favorite song. Like, okay. Okay. And Instagram kind of had the same thing. They only let you go so far and then you can go to Instagram. You know, it was almost like a teaser. You have to keep watching. It's a teaser type of thing. And look, it's, it's, it's going to evolve like the old, the way the internet evolved it, it it's it's all one big advertising thing i mean watch the social dilemma and, and you'll know what i mean oh yeah but um, yeah it's it's your myspace you know dissolved because it became one big ad and yeah. pretty soon i can almost guarantee until the next best thing comes out you know people will still play on facebook unless they limit it becoming one big ad yeah you know mm-hmm. same thing facebook or not facebook instagram it's going to be one big ad and TikTok. One big. I don't want to follow General Mills on all of these different <laughs> platforms. You know, like us, General Mills. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting there reading my Cheerios in the morning. Follow us and like us on Facebook. Really? Uh, yeah. Fuck it. So, speaking of mediocrity and, and yeah, craziness and things yeah, that's like what that. I mean. it's but, like, you take it. It's not the end of the world, but it's something like this. I, I think I, and you guys appreciate it. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I'm like, I'm sure you music guys will go it. through some type of 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 evolution. That's it. I, I believe it'll change it. Not, I don't know whether for the better, but it's it's going to change it. And what you know, the the records behind you are going to turn into the 
the real to reels that are above you where, yeah. where the Jason mask is. Right I think there. I do you think cassettes are going to make a comeback. I think there's going to be a generation of kids that are like think it's cool. You know, it's like, like, okay, like, you know, cassettes, you know, like, yeah, bring the Walkman back, you know, just because <laughs> it's so, so uncool. Like, you can't, Boombox. you can only have it on one little thing. I'm sure, that'll be a thing, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure they'll have, and I do believe that rock is going to have a real thing like it's going to be a thing in the next three to five years i think if, you're going to see bands you're going to see that i think kids are playing again and yeah it's a little bit like i do think there's a gen z or whatever is after gen z is like i think their parents are listening to the same music they are and at some point you're like you know what i don't want my mom to listen i don't want to listen to drake with my mom anymore you know i don't want to listen to little uh, uzi little uzi vert anymore you know i want right. i want to fucking acdc record you know yeah i just want to break, fucking break blow shit i want the speakers out i want her to be like turn it down you know like yeah you know like that's what i think you know right. i love that i love so, that randy where do you want to go with your creativity in the next 10 years you know i really I, that's what the one thing i did like i really want i really want to be an ip i really feel like you know artists and and they're, they're starting to understand it that's what the nft part of it is and that whole thing is like as an artist you make a song or a record or anything and you put it out on the digital streaming platforms but to me like i want to be an ip i want randy bongo to be this curation ip that people go to and even if it becomes a limited thing where you have to earn your way up to get to the free playlists or something like that when you say ip explain that. an intellectual property okay just making sure you know, like I just, I, I, that in, in my perfect world, like rather than being just an artist of whatever, I want to be like this multi-layered entity that can sell merchandise, that can help with your curation, maybe even some, you know, life stuff, you know, like kind of, you know, I want to say self-help because like you just, self-help is an inherent, like an oxymoron. Because if it's self-help, then you should just be helping yourself. You shouldn't be going to other people to get self-help <laughs> it's like so it's called self-help help yourself then you know but like, you know it's like kind an of an intellectual property is what i'm trying to create like an entertainment consultant with all your experience yeah. it's puzzled together that's what's up yeah all right and i'm doing it for some people you know like i'm kind of reconnecting with some of my old clients and people that i did and they look at me now and they're like oh randy yeah that was he was the one that had that idea you know so just trying to monetize it trying to you know figure it all out all right cool yeah. very cool dave i'm just i gotta be honest with you, i'm fascinated man really cool stuff yeah, thank you yeah, yeah yeah no and i and i want to thank you randy thank you for for hanging thank you out. guys dave greg edu dave. thanks yeah for reaching out like i don't check, you, i don't check facebook messenger often but that one time i did i saw you and i was like yeah, I'll yeah. Be your friend. of course i'll come on <laughs> nice. of course yeah. i'd love to be with you guys like well, i'm happy to come back you. anytime and thank you to Gabe. Thank thank you, Gabe, for the you know the great job uh, that you're doing. By the way, look, Dave and I were discussing in the meeting a couple weeks ago when you weren't here. We're giving you a raise, Gabe. All right, we're doubling your pay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. I'm I'm working with biological reactors. I'm selling real estate, and I'm doing this entertainment thing now. It's just like I don't have time to even like you know it's surf season right now. I don't have time to paddle out. You know what uh. I mean? so <laughs> So, yeah. This is why we this is why we decided to double your salary, man, so we could hopefully help with that. So <laughs> yeah. There yeah, we, 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 yeah, we, we have to. We have to really. We we got to hook you up, brother. Yeah, All yeah. right. Yeah, right on. Actually, yeah, I, I always I, I always get questions from young people. And they talk about you know getting an agent in Hollywood, and I'm like, 
agents work on 10%. How much is 10% of zero, you know? Yeah. So. You're you're already in the hole there. <laughs> yeah. Like they work on 10%. How much money do you make them right now? Zero. Okay. So they're getting 10% of zero. Do you think they're going to focus on you? Like go make money, go do something. And then they'll, they'll help you make more money, but they work on 10%. Like they don't get paid unless they make money. You know? so, yeah. So I feel like Gabe, you're getting 10% of zero. Hell yeah. So when he's actually getting a hundred percent of zero right 100% now. hundred percent of zero. There you go. <laughs> no, big time, man. You're like in Colonel Tom we, Parker in that shit. We were even Randy. willing to give him the other 90%. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Randy, when, when's your next show? Um, I, July 1st, I'm going to do something for the 4th of July weekend. I'm taking a couple weeks off just cause I haven't, I did 60 weeks in a row and it was like, ah, so I'm doing uh we're going to, I'm going to have the we're coming back on July 1st. Um, but I have built up enough to where, I'm working on a couple of just quick things. I'm working on, um, and I don't know if you guys do this or not, but OnlyFans, I know it's a sex thing, but they're really trying to get into music. So they're hey. letting you get a page for free now if you want, and you can put your stuff on there and then charge people. So, um, and so they I are really play. trying to expand out more than sex, but people are there for sex. But if they're there, then they make can find cool music. How about if I play yeah. sexy music? You, you know? can play sexy music. Why not? There you yeah. go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, And I'm trying to do like a, the weekend starts here radio station. I'm just working on getting all that together. So it's like 24 hours, seven days a week, just replaying all the mixes I've done. I finally built up to where I have seven full days of 24 hours a day. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's some serious mixes there. I know. I know. Three hours a time, three hours at a time. It's not for the timid. It's not for the timid. Yep. But you can go to randybongo.com. You can check out the mixes and see the Twitch page and, merchandise and all that stuff you know so randy do you prefer using the phase or using uh you know like order fonts or what are you using for vinyl um i use what do i use i use the order the green ones with the green thing i don't because i don't scratch i'm really t sensitive about that and i'm not very good at it so i don't try mm -hmm. to do something that i'm not good at i have mad respect for like a real turntablist who understands sure. the scratching and the you know the way it does so sure, sure. i don't do that um so I use the Ortofons. They're really durable and they sound really good for, I use, you know, the 225 Technique 1200s. Sure. From, I bought them in 2000 and they work like yeah. a charm. Um, and I run it through, um, I, I, because I also do electronic music, like, you know, old school house and stuff. So I can use CDJs. So I have an old CDJ axe that I use. It's just like my mixer, mm -hmm. but it records, it records fantastic. It records a real high quality wave in the USB. So nice. right on. yeah, super easy. Very cool. Yep. Hey, before I go, I want to put in a selfish, selfish plug here. Um, what is it? Uh, and Gabe, uh, since you're in the Philadelphia area, we're doing a Lady B's um, birthday party. Are you familiar Lady with Lady B? B? Or it's her no. It's well. Oh, excuse me. Not, not a. It's fortieth. Let's just say fortieth anniversary, shall we say? Cool. Lady B's fortieth anniversary. It's at the Dell Music Center. Um, uh it's the you know the one on the uh what is it e on the east side or kelly drive but check it out sugar hill gang cool mo d epmd big daddy kane what nice and smooth roxanne shante um and um tough crew so all playing live yeah we're doing oh, that um, awesome. what is this sunday hold on i got the i'm i'm I, we, we, we Come just on! You should have led with that. You buried the lead, my friend. I know. Absolutely, ah, no. we could have talked I, about I'm that the laptop. whole night. I'm on by my laptop way. over here trying to book a flight. Come on, give me the info. Oh Sunday, God. August fifteenth. Now, hold on, hold on. Yo, you you do that. I'll get you backstage. All right, you come with me because it's too tough. I'm representing too tough. I'm his road manager. Nice. Okay. 
this is the gig he's bringing me in on, and I'm just like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's at the uh, it's uh, Sunday, August fifteenth, um, the Dell Music Center, twenty four hundred Strawberry Mansion Drive, um, in Philly. Wow. Yeah, what seven p.m. And hold on, I'll I'll, I'll go back to EPMD. the EPMD. It, it's going to hey. be a really cool show. Um, so I, uh, I almost called you Randy. Sorry about that, Greg. I, I'm so like freaking out right now because of all of these artists you just named. Yeah, Big Daddy I, King. I seriously am available that weekend. Big Daddy King is how you like me now, right? Like, come on. Pimpin' ain't easy. Pimpin' ain't easy. Kid, oh, Kid and Play, Roxanne Shante, Nice and Smooth, Tough Crew, and Mike Stro. I don't know who Mike Stro is. M-I-C-S-D-R-O. I don't either. All right. I'm seriously thinking about coming up there. I just want to mention something. I'm free. I'm free? No, I'm saying I'm available to come up there. That's you could stay. At, you could stay at my house. Oh, it's actually. Hold on. Um, two bell. Uh, big, big block. Big block entertainment is Great. the. Uh, Did a good job, man. Two bell Plaza in wow. Philly. So, that's so awesome. we're doing. Yeah, that that's the, the first July. big show that's that's happening here, and I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, there's there's nothing that's been been going on, um, unless it's been in the in the in the clubs or your speakeasy. So, right. but yeah, you want to come up. Let me know, boys. We'll, we'll get yeah. you. We'll get you doing. <laughs> Gabe's, like, Gabe's like, just let me talk for a second, man. Yeah, we're, we're, by the way, we're doing um, Flo Rider and BB Rex at Fourth uh, of July at the Man Music Center. We're doing the video wall. So um, nice, beautiful. Yeah. So you guys are more than welcome to come down if you want. Dude, nice. Like, yeah. That's a good. I one. don't know if I, I don't know if I can make both of those, but I seriously <laughs> would like to consider coming up for the hip hop show. I, I I will be taken crazy mad. I might bring the 360 camera out for that one because that that I, I haven't seen much 360 footage. Um, if I do anything, I'll I'll put the DSLR down and take that 360 camera out with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, you know that 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 thing went viral with the DJ Expo a couple years ago. It was like thirty thousand hits. Um, I I think something like that might yeah. It might make it go viral if I'm able to walk around stage or backstage with it. Yeah. So, that's amazing. Yeah. We'll see. All right. We'll, we'll, well let's talk more about that offline for sure. Yeah. Yep. So, I, I wanted to end with that. I know we got to cut these things short, but mm -hmm. I also, too, wanted to thank you again, Randy. Um, thank that's you, guys. Really, really, thank you for educating us, too. Um, yes. Because when you were talking NFT and crypto, I, I was a little bit, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Bitcoin, and you, and you kind of set me straight. Now I okay, get good. it. Good, good. You get what a non-functional token is, and I want to go. I'm going to. I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that. And, and by the way, there's yeah. a you can you can create them really easily for like five bucks. You don't need to know how to code or do anything. There's a, a thing called Mintable. Mintable.com. Okay. Mintable. Go check it out. And there's an add-on on the. Uh, you need to get a digital wallet, which you can get for free. There's a thing called MetaMask. You, it's an add-on for Chrome or, or Firefox or I think Safari. I'm not sure, but MetaMask. Sure. Yeah, MetaMask. They'll, they'll you sign up for free. You can get a digital wallet. Like once you want to buy things, you'll have to put money in, but just to look at what they are and have them as like holding things, like it's like a Facebook page or something, you can get them for free, you know? And then, <coughs> like cool. I said, if you want to make NFTs, go to Mintable and then it costs five bucks, I think, to make an NFT and see what it is. Put it up for sale. Like I said, if nothing happens, nothing happens, but you have it and then you've just, you're learning the process, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. All right. Right. So one more thing. So how how can people who want to acquire your services get in touch with you? Oh, good, 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 uh, good. 
randybongo.com just go to randybongo.com nice. and that's, yep that's that's like that's the best way to get in touch with me Fantastic. nice and easy all right all right cool yep anything else boys and girls i'm uh, good on my end i'm excited it's good stuff Cool, Dave, man. Great, thank great you. to see you, Gabe. Dave, great yeah. to see you. Randy, thank you again. You're so Dave, welcome. Thank it, you guys for having me. Send us out, Dave. All right, you guys. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to the NQ podcast. We hope you enjoyed our guest tonight, Randy Bongo, talking about all kinds of fun things, music, NFTs, and uh, the the puppets from the, the uh, oh Eminem videos. So that was a lot Squeeze of cool. Okay. Thank you. Like Thank you again, Randy, for joining us this week. We'll see everybody next week on In the Queue podcast. Y'all have a great night.